0: Injured in a car accident? It's about money, your money, your settlement. We cap attorneys' fees at thirty percent of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery? You pay no fees or costs. We strive to get you more at lawyerup904.com. <laughs> yeah,
1: baby, that's what i are talking about. Hey, baby, woo! We are not get that was the grade?
2: November tenth, twenty thirteen. Wow. And guess what? We're gonna run this division now. Trevor Lawrence taking it up to the
1: zero. We're going to the Super Bowl! And we gonna win! It. Let's go, baby! Tuvo did I die!
2: <laughs> to be able to put ourselves in a position to play meaningful games in December and January. Trevor Keeps it on his own
3: read, tries to get to the corner, dies for the end zone touchdown! Dubo!
4: Are you saying there's a chance?
3: Oh, we in the hunt now, baby! Shotgun for Trevor Lawrence. It's a blitz. I play. mean, It is an all-out blitz. Trevor fires left side. That ball is going to be caught for the touchdown by Evan Ingram. Uh, heads up to Dewey again. Dropping out of a shotgun. They throw it quickly. Picked off by Dewey. Intercepted by Andrew Wingard. Dewey
1: again, man. Stepping up and making some big plays. My offensive player of the game, every time he plays that way, it's Frank Dropping the throw is
3: Trevor. Scrambling to his right, fires. That ball's caught by Evan Ingram
4: to the five. into the end zone, touchdown. I don't care if he's on our team or not. If that man, if he ran for mayor, sorry Lenny, I'm spoke for the hurricane. And
5: Trevor, you got to admit, at the last play of the game when that linebacker came and hit him, he caught right in his face. That's, that's my quarterback. He got up there and he they had to pull him away. Man, y'all get off of T-Low. He wasn't taking any crap from nobody.
1: Well, let me tell you something about them Jaguars today, son. We have not but one. But two, three, four
6: turnovers! That boy Trev was eating like he was Thanksgiving, dawg. We got a good team, man. We just need to keep winning, man. We're
2: going to the Super Bowl, and we going to win that. This boy got
3: a hit. 1010XL 10, 10 92.5 FM presents. Jaguars today with your host Mike
0: Dempsey, Tony Smith, Mike DeRocco, and E to the T. All right, D-Rock will join us from the cold and breezy northern climes coming up here in about 20 minutes. Good morning, everybody. Happy game day. We don't get to come to you on game day very often, usually once a year on the annual Thursday night encounter, Tony. Um, You know, Thursday night makes for a long day, Mm -hmm. makes for a nice weekend. It does. Uh, And if you're gonna Pick the one This is the weekend, weekend. to have it, man, yeah. Christmas weekend, absolutely, where everybody else will be working uh, around the National Football League but us. Uh, so I'm happy about that. Tony Smith is here. E.T. is here. Good morning, E.T. Yeah. How's your belly feeling? Man, I'm full in the mud. Well, I, I want to take a me. nap right now. I had such a good breakfast today. Yeah, man. Um, I still got some more to go. Key being, Tony paid for it. So mm-hmm. that's You're the nice thing. Uh, breakfast Bowl will go on, even with D Rock in another locale. We'll do it over the phone with him, and we'll do it over the phone with you. If you haven't been one of our listener drafters this year, you can be this week's. ET will get you all prepared with the list of players that you're not allowed to select from. uh, Coming up uh, at 1120 this morning, if you're the third caller right now, ET will hook you up at 641-1010, tell you everything you need to know to put you in position to be prepared for the breakfast bowl. Listeners took it on the chin last week. That's what happens when you draft two guys who are on injured reserve, Mm -hmm. including one who's been out almost the entire season. But that's okay because it wasn't us. (laughs) (laughs) Look, uh, crazy week. Uh, So they would have come in last. They would have been buying breakfast, but the listeners are not uh, bound to buy breakfast. But uh, if the listener team does win, and they're still right there in the hunt, it's not over by any stretch of the imagination. Really, maybe one team would I would consider a impossible long shot to win this thing, Tony. Uh with the initials Emmanuel Thaloran. Yeah, But that's, you know, I mean, I suppose Christmas to have miracles a are possible.
4: Pretty wicked good
0: last three weeks. He would indeed have to do that. So all right. So anyway, that's being taken care of. E.T.'s on the phone, so things are rolling there. The Jaguars are now the betting favorite to win the AFC South. Okay? They have moved ahead with the news. I don't know if this move Should have moved the needle that much. But Ryan Tannehill, the news coming out yesterday that he's likely done, at least for the regular season, uh, with that ankle injury that he suffered. He got stepped on this week. Left the game, came back in, gutted it out as the Titans lost the heartbreaker. Oh, man, it really really tore me up to see that happen. (laughs) But uh, nevertheless, uh, the Jags now are minus 141 favorites. Titans are plus 115. In other words... If you want to win $100 on the Jacksonville Jaguars winning the AFC South, you have to risk $145 right now. If you want to win, if you risk $100 with the Titans, you could win 115. That's a big swing. And the Colts, who are still alive technically, are 150 to 1. Uh, They're plus 15,000 is what that is. So uh, bet $100, win 15,000 with the Indianapolis Colts uh, I think that's one of those scenarios where every single thing has to go right there could be no deviation the Texans are out Mm -hmm. eliminated but we still got to deal with them next week hopefully they win and get beat up in the process (laughs) this week I'm all about it man I you know I'm I'm nervous about tonight's game Tony I don't know how you feel
4: yeah I am I'm nervous too Uh, it's a combination of a lot of things, but yeah, with the weather being what it looks like it's going to be tonight, we've seen this team have issues with the fumbling before. Uh, how much does that amount of rain that they're expecting and wind for this game that they're expecting for the game tonight neutralize the obvious advantage the Jaguars have at quarterback, right? Like, I don't know how much that does to neutralize that. We'll see. Uh, what kind of game plan they could put together in two days, essentially, to go up against the New York Jets this week. It's not like you could be getting ready for the Dallas game last week and looking ahead to the Jets. They didn't have that luxury, right? Right. It had to be 100% all in, so short week for both these teams with the weather being what it is. I do think it neutralizes to some degree the biggest advantage the Jaguars appear to have in this game. We'll see if they're able to come up with some way to overcome that. But, yeah, I'm nervous about it for sure.
0: Well, look, uh, here's what my biggest concern is, and we're going to talk keys to victory today. Your Chad and Sandy real estate question of the day, typically on a Friday, is what are your three keys to victory? But it's game day. It's the only day we have to do it, so let's do it. What are your three keys to victory today for the Jacksonville Jaguars? To me, offensive line play is right at the top. I mean, the three keys are Cam Robinson's not playing, Jawan Taylor and Brandon Sheriff are both less than 100% if they do play. Tonight, which I'm certainly hopeful that they will. They're uh, listed as questionable uh, to go, but, uh, you know, hopeful that they'll be able to go because I don't need to see uh, what Blake Hance can bring to the table and Cole Van Lannan for an extended period of time in this contest.
4: Sure. And if they can go tonight, then they get a week and a half to get ready for Houston, right? Correct. You know, like you do have the mini bye with them playing on Thursday. If
0: you win tonight and the Titans lose this weekend, No matter what happens against Houston, the division is still on the line in week 18. Mm -hmm. No matter what happens in week 17 under that circumstance. But that's only if you take care of business tonight and the Titans lose this week. Sure. That would put you in a tie. So losing to Houston next week, even if the Titans upset the Dallas Cowboys and they gain that one-game lead, well, you can get it right back in week 18. And you'd have to beat them regardless. And there's there's no way to clinch the division before week 18. I know the Jags are still mathematically alive uh, for a wild card. Very unlikely that that's the path that's going to get them to the postseason. Yeah, they
4: need a lot of help to get them in that. But, yeah, for fans that have been asking, and they have been asking about those kind of scenarios, essentially the easiest way to think about it is whoever wins Week 18 is going to win the South. Right? Like, that's the easiest way to think about it. Likely. Yeah.
0: Right. Now, that, that only matters if – <laughs> the, that's if the
4: Jags keep winning. Like right. It doesn't matter what the Titans are doing. If if the Titans win one of these next two games, whoever wins the Week 18 is going to win the AFC well, South Well, that's provided sure. the Jags win at least one right. of these next right. two games. So it's just the Jags got to keep winning, but essentially if they lose one of these games and Tennessee wins, the pressure is really on them uh, for Tennessee would have to lose another game. They'd Correct. have to lose the Dallas game at that point for the Jags to have any shot. Right.
0: If you lose tonight, Tennessee knows if they win – yeah. they control eliminating you before they ever come to Jacksonville yep. in Week 18, which is not the scenario. But it doesn't matter. Anyone wants
4: what you know. The Jags have to win the next two weeks to keep the pressure on Tennessee to some degree. But essentially, from the Tennessee side, they're saying for three weeks now. Look, we just got to win 18. We just got to week win it. Win Week 18. That's all we need. We got to figure out a way to win one more game this year, and we're going to be a division it champion.
0: Makes you wonder though. We heard uh, the. Comments on Twitter, Paul Kaharski talking about being in that locker room. Yeah. You wonder if they have been saying that to themselves. If they didn't even realize some of the players that the Jags were as close as they were in the standings, I doubt they've even been focusing on what do we need to do to make sure. I think they probably just thought, oh, we got this thing, you know, so we've lost a couple games. But fortunately, we're in the worst division in football. That's probably mm-hmm. been the mindset. I mean, that that's based on what Kaharski uh, said coming out of that locker room this past weekend as the Titans dropped yet another one. Uh, This time on the road to the L.A. Chargers. So, look, forget the Titans. Just win. The Jets. That's the focus tonight. Jags get no Pro Bowlers along with the Chicago Bears. We'll talk about that as we go along today. I threw a Twitter question out there yesterday. uh, Who did you think was the most deserving of the Jags to be selected to the Pro Bowl this year? So, you can go back not very far down my timeline if you want to and reply to that in addition to today's Chad and Sandy Real Estate question of the day on your three keys to victory For the Jacksonville Jaguars, D-Rock going to join us from New Jersey from a, I'm sure, luxurious hotel room near you, uh, Jaguar fans, if you're up there uh, and you're listening, streaming the uh, contest. Uh, So please stop calling E and asking, why are we not going to have the game streaming on 1010XL.com? E, how many games have we streamed on 1010XL.com this year? Not a one. None. You're not allowed to. NFL rules. It's been the case all along. It's not a new rule change. This has been the case for years and years and years. You yeah. cannot stream their product on the internet. We can broadcast it over the air, and guess what? We'll be doing It's the exactly same as that. the TV deal. It's Correct.
4: local market gets the television broadcast, local market gets the radio broadcast, plus the network affiliates, whatever those happen to be.
0: Correct. amundo All right, so tonight, hopefully you, you've made your plans. You'll be in front of the TV and uh, turning the volume down, of course, to listen to 1010XL's mm-hmm. radio call with Frank Franchi, Tony Buscelli, and Jeff Loggeman in the booth. Tonight going to be a long day for the fellas, but as long as it ends in victory, don't really care. And guess what, Tony? This show's tough enough to show up tomorrow morning. <laughs> Apparently, the drill, not so tough, right? Hacker and company are taking over for those guys tomorrow. They are, yeah. yeah. We'll doing the fifth quarter
2: tomorrow well, morning.
0: Gotta, uh, which which questions brings to mind the question, are they tough enough to do the fifth quarter when it's regularly scheduled? Apparently not. Like, we'll be there till the middle of the night, Tony. I'll get home at 3 in the morning tonight. Mm-hmm. We'll be back here again bright and early to do our thing because that's what we do, Jaguars yeah. today. We show up. And we talk about the Jaguars, right? When it's uh, when the Jags are playing, Jaguars today is in the room. All right, uh, here we go. Just having some fun around here, folks. Let's have a good day today, and let's have a better one tomorrow and have a rare victory Friday around these parts. Mike DeRocco Joins us on the phone. E.T., we all squared away with our listener participant for the breakfast bowl?
2: Yeah, we got a listener, Tim. Tim, he uh, he seems like he's ready. We're going to see.
0: Excellent. Um, Jalen Hurts would probably be a good pick for him this week. I'm just thinking. I like that. Scores a lot of fantasy points from what I heard. All right, uh, so here we go. With Tony Smith, with E.T., I'm Mike Dempsey. Hit us up today at 641-1010 on the phone lines or the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures or on Twitter at MD underscore 1010XL, at 1010XL Fat Tony, and at IME2. The T. Come on, somebody. Come on, everybody. Let's get a dub for these Jaguars today and make it three in a row. Longest winning streak of the season. This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM.
3: Everything you need to know about the Jags. Jaguars Today on
0: 1010XL. Happy game day, everybody. Breakfast Bowl coming up an hour from now. Jags, Jets coming up tonight. What, 820? Is that the official kickoff time? I believe time? so, yep. Something along those lines. Uh, when are we on the air for the uh, the pregame then? 5 or 530? I guess five, 5, right? That's yeah. my guess. I don't know, man. We'll, we'll be over we'll there. We'll be down there. Whenever the mic yeah. turns on, I'll start talking. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Trust me. We won't be late. All right. Uh, let's head on up to the New Jersey area. I presume that's where... Mike DiRocco is staying, but maybe not. Uh, D-Rock uh, joins us here as he does every Thursday from ESPN. Good morning, Mike Dorocco How are you?
5: I'm well, fellas. How are we doing down there today in lovely, sunny, somewhat warmer Florida?
0: Well, ET and I are great because we got a free breakfast. Uh, you, got kinda, <laughs> you got the short end of the stick this week, man, being out of town. But uh, nevertheless, uh, so what kind of palatial digs does ESPN have you set up in up there in the uh, tri-state area? Uh,
5: we are set up in the uh, Newark International Airport Marriott. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, so we have a uh, an early morning flight tomorrow, so we are like literally across the street from the airport. It's pretty close, Pretty, pretty convenient.
0: All right, Jaguar fans listening on the stream. Now you know we're to start knocking on doors. I don't know what room number. He's not going to tell us what room he's in. But he is in the Marriott at the airport up in Newark. Uh, D. Rock, how you feeling, man? What's the uh, what? I know you have, probably haven't been out and about that much amongst the people up there, but what is your sense of uh, the level of nervousness and, and how are you generally feeling about the Jaguars tonight? Um, I actually
5: feel pretty good. I think they're they're going to win this game. I uh, I haven't really gotten a sense of anything around here. Like we went out and got some pizza last night, um, but uh, didn't really pick up on any any, you know, buzz about the game or whatever. But, uh, I mean, I feel look, pretty good about the Jags' chances tonight. I think I picked them to win in the, the Times Union there. And, and uh, you know, I, I like, look, when you have teams that are somewhat evenly matched and, you know, you know the, the, the Jets' defense is better than the Jags' defense, but the Jags' offense is better than the Jets' offense, like to simplify everything, to be honest with you. It, when you have teams that are evenly matched, you go with the quarterback that's the better quarterback and playing the best, and that's clearly Trevor, so that's uh, why I think the Jags win tonight.
4: Good for them, uh, and they should win tonight. We all hope that they find a way to win tonight. It's um, I'm curious, D-Rock, just what was the atmosphere like this week coming off the Dallas win, the opportunities that you had to be around the team. You were obviously around them coming out of the Baltimore game, going into the Detroit game. The last couple of weeks, they do seem to have some momentum, but with the short week, what was the locker room like for the Jags?
5: You know, it wasn't as, um, you know, they weren't able really, I don't think, to revel and enjoy the victory um, beyond pretty much Sunday night into Monday morning because, they, you know, it's the short week and they've got to turn their, uh, you know, attentions towards the, the Jets. And, you know, so I didn't get a sense that they were, you know, really enjoying that win. you know, once, you know, we got in the locker room on Tuesday, so that was really the only day that we were in there and it was sort of, you know, back to business. Um, that's the uh, atmosphere. That's kind of the, the feeling I got in there that, yeah, you know, it was great. You know we won the game and we won it the way we did, but you know the Jets are like two days away. We gotta we gotta prepare for this. And then you know I think there was a little bit of um, you know I asked some guys, hey look, you know do you like the Thursday? You know should they be playing Thursday this late in the season? Because clearly you got teams that are competing for playoff chances. It's a competitive disadvantage, especially for a team like the Jags that have to get on a plane and come up here. Um, but they're like, ah, you know, it is what it is. No big deal. And, you know, the benefit is we actually get Christmas off. So, uh, yeah, that's just kind of business as usual attitude from those guys.
0: So what's the, uh, the weather situation, Dirac? we're hearing all kinds of predictions for how bad it's going to be. What are the locals saying, uh, for, you know, what we should expect after, you know, everything was going swimmingly in Philadelphia till the rain came in week four.
5: Yeah, temperatures in the 40s, uh, mid 40s, um, one to two inches of rain expected during the game and uh, winds of up to 25 miles an hour. So I think kind of similar to what happened in Philly, but just much colder. Um, so that's uh, not uh, not the most fun conditions to play in, especially um, you know when you're dealing with temperatures in the mid 40s. So going to be interesting, but, you know, as everybody in the locker room kept saying, well, you know, they're playing in it, too. Yeah, but don't, um, don't yeah, you think I,
0: it favors the Jets more? I mean, we got the better offense, right? We got the better passing game, we feel.
5: Yeah, I mean, I would think a little bit, but, I mean, I think that the Jags are able to run the ball, um, and I think we saw a really good, um, you know, combo of Jamal Agnew and, and Hasty and Travis Etienne last week. Um, so I you know, their ground game I think has gotten gotten cranked back up. So if that's the case, then I do think that, you know, it just sort of evens itself out a little bit. Maybe a little bit toward the Jets because they're used to playing in colder wetter, I guess. I don't know. Um but the bottom line is is if you've got the better personnel you should be able to win that game and, and I think they have the better personnel on offense.
4: Thursday nights throughout the season, D Rock we've laughed about it, right? Have I uh, had a lot of stinkers on this Thursday night game of the week in the NFL and I think a lot of that is the short week, especially for the traveling team. It's a tough week you get this late in the season traveling on a short week. Maybe that has even more of an effect on a football team and then you add in the weather. How do you think how prepared do you think the team will look when they kick it off tonight against the Jets?
5: Um I mean just I, I don't think it'll hurt their preparation. I mean I think the conditions might be the thing that would cause some problems. Again, if there's some ball security issues, I don't necessarily know that that's preparation. Um, You know, they've been working on the Jets, clearly the coaching staff since, you know, last week. I mean, they they took some time to work ahead. You don't just ignore it and try and do it on two days. So I don't know necessarily that the preparation is going to be a problem. Um, You know, this is week 16. It's not like they're putting – 15 brand new plays in for the, for just this game. So I don't, I don't see any issue in terms of preparation. And, and people may point to that if, if they play poorly, but I don't necessarily blame that on preparation. I might blame it on, you know, they're beat up, they're, they're, um, you know, dealing with these conditions and, you know, sometimes guys just make mistakes. Um, and, and it has nothing to do with preparation. I mean, they've been preparing all year and Devin Lloyd still was getting lost in coverages. So, yeah, I, I don't necessarily think that we'll see anything that make everyone go, "Oh my gosh, they weren't prepared for that." Game.
0: All right, if you want to get in uh, right now, 6-4-1-10-10. If you want to give a, a question, comment, your keys to victory, what have you, just uh, talk about your level of excitement for the Jaguars with three games to play, having their playoff outcome in their own hands. Uh, let's welcome David in Green Cove Springs. See if I don't uh, hang up on D Rock when I do this. David, good morning. How are you?
6: Hey guys, how are you? Hey, um man, I wish you had the uh
5: the doc on the the orthopedic doc this morning cuz this question would be more posed toward him, but um I don't know if you remember Jack Lambert when he was playing with the Steelers. You might be a little too young, but uh he was how Old do you sh- think I uh, am, David?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I, I was know. a little too young to remember Jack Lambert.
5: Go ahead, please. Okay. Well, <laughs> anyway, um you know he's a big scrapping linebacker, and turf toe is what put him in retirement. So when I heard that turf toe is what uh, Trevor Lawrence had, uh, you know, sent cold water through my spine. So can can you bre- talk me
0: down off the roof and let me know that his turf toe is not nearly as bad as Jack Lambert's? Um, here, um, okay, I'll try. Uh, D Rock, here's what I would say: Look at the results, right? I mean, he he's played flawlessly since he hurt the toe basically, right? I mean, he is they've managed him in practice, don't practice him the first practice of the week getting some limited sessions after that which is the pattern they followed this week uh, he got on the field one day earlier last week than he did the week before he had the same basic practice schedule this week as he did last week and he's playing some of the best football, really is playing the best football he's played since he's come into the league so that that to me uh, I've seen no signs of it limiting him in any way and Uh, I, you know, the fact that he was able to go back in the game, hasn't missed any time. I, I, maybe I'm foolish, but I don't have a big concern about it. How about you?
5: No, I don't either for a lot of the things you mentioned, Um, you know, he's getting treatment still on it every day. Um, You know, and and a linebacker is a little bit of a different deal there than, um, you know, a quarterback. And I know that it's on the plant foot. um, So there's some issues there, but we haven't seen anything on any throw that has shown that he had any issues i mean look at the throw to zay jones down the sideline the big the long touchdown pass that was a roll out boom he threw it no problem look at the throw to zay jones uh, in overtime boom that was a roll left and he's got a twist and throw and he threw it on a dime and ripped it so I, i don't see any issues with the toe bothering him at this point does that mean that it won't you know he won't jam it into the turf tonight? No, not at all. But I, I don't see anything that would lead me to be concerned that it's a problem right now.
0: Tony, have they specifically called it turf toe or just a sprain toe? Just a sprain toe is what I've That's what heard I've heard too, to, yeah. right? So I don't want to be yeah. wrong about this. I
4: mean, he was running the ball fine when he came back into the Detroit game. Right? right. He ran and looked fine running on that foot in the Detroit game in the last two weeks. It certainly doesn't seem to have, have affected his play. Uh, If that's not going to talk you off the ledge, David, I don't know what would, right? Like the way he's playing, the the toe doesn't seem to be bothering him.
0: Yeah, and I mean, look, it's okay. Your worry or lack thereof is not going to impact. We we don't want you to stress out about it. I would just say, look, guys playing like arguably the best quarterback in the league for the last month and a half. Certainly a top five quarterback. And doesn't seem immobilized
4: in any way by right. Has
0: it. Right. Hasn't seemed limited and been able to fire off all the throws. You haven't seen him wincing in pain or anything like that. So I'm taking all those as uh, positive signs. Uh, David, thank you for the call. Let's go to Scott in St. John's County next up here on Jaguars today with Mike DiRocco up in New Jersey. Scott, good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Excellent.
1: Good. So, I'm, I'm excited, first off, because this is a long time coming for the Jags playing meaningful games. But I did I did watch the Philly game, and I was actually on my way there and didn't make it, but I got to listen to it on the radio. So my biggest concern, honestly, I mean, I don't want Trevor to regress because I know in that game he kind of struggled without wearing the glove and the ball security, and uh, he's been playing so well. I just don't know if, you know, Trevor is ready for rain by himself. I don't know if he's going to lead the team by himself in the bad weather. So hopefully with ETN fumbling, he got the fumbles out of the way. But I, I was just kind of curious if you guys think that it's going to be more of a pass offense in the rain or if it's going to be more of a run offense. And if so, I mean, honestly, our close games or our losses, close losses have come with an ETN fumble or, you know, a Trevor fumble mm-hmm. in
0: Gotcha. All right. Well, look, I, I think we're gonna have to see what the conditions look like tonight. But I'd love for them to be able to have an effective running game, Tony. But I do I worry much more about Travis Etienne mm-hmm. fumbling the ball away. Like, here here's why. Trevor Lawrence, when faced with a kind of a critical moment in the season, after that interception in London against Denver, you probably win that game if you don't throw that interception. And it was a replay of what you did against Houston. It was like the moment that everyone has pointed to that he said enough is enough. I'm not going to make the same mistakes over and over again. The fact that he learned from that, and now when he gets in that circumstance, he hasn't put the ball in danger. It Mostly, you know, they haven't run that play a ton, but he'll throw it away if it's not there. He's certainly not throwing it into a crowd or anything like that. I feel like he has learned much like – Going through that experience in Philadelphia, hopefully, whatever it is, whether it's wearing a glove, whether it's not wearing a glove, just being a little bit more mindful about wrapping up with two arms, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the case may be, I think Trevor Lawrence will make the adjustments.
4: Well, and I think D Rock, the part of the story for the Jaguars passing game this year to some degree has been the drops. And they were on full display in that game in Philadelphia as well. I mean, that was clearly Christian Kirk's worst game of the year, and it's not close. Uh, With how many drops he had in that football game, we saw Zay Jones had a case of that against Detroit. Who knows? I don't think the Jags are going to win that game, but they're certainly much more competitive in that game against the Mm -hmm. Lions if Zay Jones holds on to those three that he could have had, including a touchdown in that football game. So I think that's a big story as well. It's not just how well can Trevor throw it in the rain. He threw it fine against Philadelphia, the guys on the other end weren't catching it against Philadelphia, and that was compounded by the fumbles that they were having as well. I do think that's a potential story in this football game tonight.
5: Yeah, and, and look, Trevor turned it over last week too with a fumble. It was a bad fumble. Um, he's not supposed to do that, uh, secure the ball. And look, they, they all know, uh, he knows, It's good, the conditions tonight are going to be cruddy. He's going to have to be much more conscious, conscious, of how he's holding that ball in his dropbacks or whatever, not running around and letting have one arm on it. I mean, he's got to get two hands on the ball. So I, I, I don't think that that's going to be um, a problem. Like I'd be very surprised if I, if he turns it over, if he loses multiple fumbles tonight, um, I would be really surprised by that. Now that doesn't count like he's hit blindsided from the back, um, you know, because someone misses a block or whatever, and he gets hammered, and the ball pops loose. That's a whole different thing. But um you know, the thing that, that I think the Jags are more concerned about than the rain is the wind. Um, that That's what disrupts passing games, I think, more more so than than the rain. Like, the rain is what it is. And, and Trevor pointed out, look, you know, we've played some home games here where we've had some pretty heavy downpours for certain, you know, periods of time, and, and you know, I've had no issues with that either. So, you know, in his mind, he thinks that was just an outlier game in Philadelphia, and maybe it was. But uh, I don't get a sense that they're really worried as much about the rain uh, as they are the wind in terms of throwing the football. But I agree with you, Mike. I think tra- uh, Travis Etienne, that's the guy that I would worry a little bit more about fumbling uh, than opposed to Trevor tonight.
0: And look, I don't think the Jaguars coaching staff uh, is populated by dummies. But at the same time, if we think this team's just going to be ground and pound all of a sudden, that's not who Doug Peterson and the staff have been. I think it's still going to be tilted towards – the best player on the field, who is Trevor Lawrence. Uh, But, you know, hopefully they can get ETN going early so you got some balance and keep that Jets uh, defense, that front seven off balance a little bit here. D-Rock, as uh, we mentioned, and we'll get your thoughts on it coming up in the next segment, the Jags' offensive line is a mystery as to how well they'll perform tonight uh due to health. So we'll get into that when we come back. More of your calls as well at 641 641- 1010 if you want to be a part of it, or you can hit us up on Twitter at any of our various handles as well. With Tony Smith, ET, and Mike DiRocco, I'm Mike Dempsey. You're listening to Jaguars Today on 1010XL 92.5 FM.
3: Now, more Jaguars today on 1010XL
4: 92.5
3: FM.
0: All right, so uh, Gardner Minshew getting the start officially this week, Tone, against yes, the Dallas Cowboys. Is. Former Gardner- Jaguar. Minshew
4: into the lineup there for the Philadelphia Eagles. That one hurts.
0: Got a lot of, got a lot, that's clever. Yeah. Uh, got a lot of, uh, yeah. uh, a lot of uh, people telling us last year that they should have just stuck with Minshew, mm-hmm. right? And drafted somebody else other than Trevor Lawrence and mm-hmm. we didn't need a quarterback. So I presume because he has AJ Brown and Devontae <laughs> Smith and Dallas Goddard, he'll put up at least 40 this week then. Um the uh, Dallas Cowboys, right?
4: Uh, maybe. I mean he should at least look like he should have been in the running for the MVP in at tonight's least, game. Right? At least that like, right? Because that's what that. the other quarterback's doing. Oh, uh, with there. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So. I don't I don't love that news with look Hurts, I, I have, have know, nothing
0: against yeah. Gardner. I just think it's comical yeah. that you you think that anyone thinks that Gardner Minshew is the better long-term answer. Than oh, there Trevor was a Lawrence. lot of that. At There's least he landed
4: in Philadelphia, which is the clearest path to a soon-to-be starting job for Gardner. Not so fast.
0: Not so fast. Jalen
4: has something to say about that.
0: Correct. Uh, let's go to uh, deep back to D Rock up in New Jersey here. Uh, Mike DiRocco here with us. Uh, D Rock, uh, no Jaguars make the Pro Bowl. Who was the biggest snub in your opinion?
5: Uh, I think you would probably have to say Foyer. Yeah, I mean,
0: that's what I think too, yeah. right? Yeah, I
5: mean he's leading the league in tackles, leading the league in solo tackles, uh, you know. But I mean, like he's fighting the same battle that every literally everyone that's ever played here fights the the, the market size and the fact that most of the time they haven't been very good um, and. Players from bad teams generally don't make the Pro Bowl. Yeah, but uh,
0: every every team but the Jags and Bears had a Pro Bowler, yeah. so, and you the know. the Bears kind of have one. There are a lot Roquan. of bad teams that have yeah. Pro Bowlers At least this year. Roquan Smith
4: was there for six weeks. Right, well, and, and Eddie know?
0: Jackson probably would have been a Pro Bowler, well, too. They took yeah. him off the ballot like yeah. when he got so, hurt. So, so it's
4: maybe
6: more
5: of a Jacksonville thing. Maybe. Yeah.
0: Maybe more. Uh, I'm disappointed in you, rock That's though. what I am.
5: I was trying not to go there and say it's because he plays for the Jags, but I guess that's where we
0: are I don't know at this if that's point. you know look whatever man Tra- once Trevor Lawrence breaks the seal it's it's on maybe yeah. you know like look it's a loaded conference with quarterbacks it's, you look Josh Allen Patrick Mahomes Joe Burrow it's not like you're going oh that they they yeah. clearly two out of three don't belong it's the
4: there. Fred Taylor thing too I mean they've gotten hot recently right yeah.
0: so most of the Pro
4: Bowl voting was done I'm disappointed in you D Rock I I feel like there's growth. <laughs> That we would ask that kind of question and you went with the a linebacker, which I appreciate because I happen to agree with you, but you may be Logan Cook's biggest fan, but you are apparently a well, really terrible promoter with no, no Pro Bowl no, no, for no. Mr. Cook.
5: <laughs> the funny thing is, is we did uh all the Pro Bowl posts today, um, and uh, you know, since the Jags did make it, the question was like who should have gotten there? Uh and I had Boyer and, and Logan Cook as the two guys that deserve to probably make the Pro Bowl from the Jags or were among the biggest snubs. How about that? So, uh, yeah, you know what? At the end of the year, I don't think I can say that Logan is the best player on this team anymore um, in terms of consistently doing what they ask him to do at a high level. I guess I'm going to have to flip it to Trevor, huh?
0: Thank goodness. <laughs> I, I mean, look, you would have been never wrong. wrong. I'm not saying yeah, you were I was wrong. Never wrong I just,
5: when I said
0: that. <laughs> I just hated it. For years we get, you know, who are the three most indispensable Jaguars? Scoby. Like, because he scores the point. Like, yes, but any kicker would score the points. He was a good kicker, but like, man, that's just that's just depressing. You know, when mm. you got a specialist enough of that. He's yeah. one of your best. Uh, absolutely. So by the way, what would be so difficult about tallying up the pro bowl votes after the final game of the season you'd still have weeks to make your plans if you yeah. wanted to go play in the game which the game's getting phased out anyway so what's the big deal we'll include
4: everything but the most important four weeks of the year yeah maybe right, the, right maybe <laughs>
0: the last four weeks of the season yeah, matter it's weird as to who's a pro bowl yeah. it is weird uh, all right let's get uh, back to the lines at 6411010 10. get your thoughts out there jaguar fandom hunter in riverside is next up here on Jaguars today with Mike DiRocco. What's up, Hunter?
5: Hey, guys. I'm just calling in to put everyone's concerns to bed. You know, we got Trevor Lawrence. He has arrived. Colin Cowherd said since week nine,
0: there has been no better quarterback. Who cares Canada, what Colin though. Cowherd thinks, though? Honestly. I agree. Well, <laughs> so then why do you bring it up? Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. I mean, like you're going to say Hunter and Riverside agree. I mean, yeah, Trevor Lawrence has been spectacular. You don't, We don't need Colin Cowherd to tell us that. Uh, but all no. right. All right. All right. Here all right. We go. So anyway, so, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So we got
5: Doug Peterson calling the plays. Uh-huh. And we got Trevor Lawrence under center.
0: I agree. Trevor, Those are good.
5: we can all agree, is headed to Canton, Ohio. We're going up against Zach Wilson, who's headed to the XFL. So, anyone that's worried about tonight's game, we have arrived. This is our division. It's a statement game that we're going to win, and then we're on to the AFC South division and a home playoff game.
0: So, will the Jags never lose another game to a lesser quarterback?
5: I mean, you say you never, you can never say never. Well, all right, but, uh, not tonight.
0: Not tonight, okay. Well, mark my words. Mark your words. All right. What what happens if they lose? You leave in town, or what? I mean, what's the consequence for you? (laughs) Uh, Mike's like, you gotta go. I mean, if you're gonna come and mark my words, there's like you're basically guaranteeing it. What's the guarantee that like if they don't win, I'm going to what? I'm not going to buy my fiance the Trevor Lawrence jersey I promised her. Excellent choice. All right. There you go. (laughs) Hunter, just messing, man. Have a good time uh, watching the game tonight, and hopefully you're exactly right. Duval! Duval! I would not trade the the Jag situation for the Jets situation. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we hope uh, Trevor Lawrence's potential gets him to Canton, right? He's got to fulfill the potential, and that's. he certainly got that kind of of talent. Um, Zach Wilson, XFL, wherever. I don't care where he ends up. But uh, funny things happen on the way to victory. Uh, and believe the Jets beat the Jags last year, and I understand last year was a poor uh, comparison to this coaching staff. But um, weather can be uh, a factor. Teams get upset all the time, and this is not – like some wild Jaguars are favored by two touchdowns. If this were – The Jets are a playoff team kind of right now. They're, I mean, they're certainly right there on the, like the break. They're
4: at the same kind of level as the Jags. Now they're limping into this game a whole lot more than the Jaguars are. That's true. You know, because mm. they have lost three in a row. They limping have lost in four that, out in of in that standpoint.
0: But I'm thinking limping in terms of health. I'm thinking no left ta- starting left tackle gone – both guys on the right side of your offensive line questionable to play. Your number one overall pick sure. ruled out of this game. Um D. Sure. Rock. What about the guys they're they're missing tonight, or potentially less than one hundred percent? How concerned are you about some of the injuries that uh, Jags are facing this week?
5: Well, I mean, I expect Sheriff and 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 Jawan Taylor to play uh, tonight. I, I don't. I, I have very very uh, little doubt. Uh, on that. But I mean, look, it, it's a concern. I mean, Sheriff's been playing with an abdominal injury for a while. Um, so that's something to obviously to be concerned about. Jawan Taylor with a hamstring, you know, you kind of worry about that a little bit as well. But you know what? He came back in last week and played pretty well after the injury when Walker Little had to come in for or move from right to left to uh, replace Cam Robinson. Um, you know, Walker Little in the games that he was forced into a starting role last year did a solid job. So, um, you know, I, I would like to think that this offensive line will perform, you know, as good as it has the last, you know, couple of weeks, I suppose, especially in terms of pass protection. But, um, I mean, it can't say it's not a concern, but, you know, not having Trayvon Walker might be a, more of an issue um, for me, to be honest with you, because I think. Zach Wilson's one of those guys, any kind of pressure you can get on him, that mm-hmm. could result in a couple of turnovers here and there. Um, you know, and, and Walker had, you know, the way they used him a couple weeks ago, and they put his hand in the ground and let him kind of rush the passer that way from the interior. He was much more explosive, and I think it was one of his better games of the year, so they'll miss him from that standpoint. Um, but uh, I think the offensive line is going to be okay. Um But, uh, yeah, it's definitely a concern. The one that concerns me the most on that offensive line is probably Juwan, just because of the hamstring and and setting, you know, um, in in his pass pro and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, you just don't want to see him uh, go down there because then you're really in a lot of trouble.
0: Yeah, I'm a little worried about Sheriff because he was clearly laboring at times last week. And quite frankly, like, I'm less concerned with Trayvon Walker, because I have that much confidence in Dwan Smoot right now, who was, uh, you know, Pro Football Focus's highest rated Jaguar in the victory over the Dallas Cowboys this past week. And so uh, I think Smoot will do a good job. It's just, look, this team has not faced much on the injury front this year. You know, they've been very few lost starter games compared to the norm. Uh, So we'll see. Hopefully, you know, they've got the right guys in place that it's not going to be this massive dip in quality of play, but it's something to keep an eye on to be sure. Let's get one more in here before we hit the break. Brad in Avondale is next up this morning on Jaguars Today. Good morning, Brad. How are you?
7: Hey, good morning, guys. I'm well. Merry Christmas to you all. Likewise. Um, thank you. I had a quick question, uh, kind of two-part here for you. But, uh, you know, as, when Trevor came out of the draft, kind of one of the few knocks that he had on him, if I remember correctly, was his either his accuracy or his completion percentage went under – uh, pressure under the blitz, um, and I I know I know the Jets have a good defense. I've had in my fantasy one of my leagues, one of my fantasy leagues, uh, but I haven't watched enough uh, of their games to kind of know, you know, how much do they pressure on average. But uh, so I guess my question to you, you guys is, how has Trevor been under the pressure with his accuracy and completions to this date, and with the weather as bad as it's expected to be up in New York tonight? Do you Expect the Jets defense to to blitz more than they have been, or, or or more than the usual for them. I guess I should say so. And I'll take my comments off the air. Thanks, guys. All right,
0: thank you, Brad. Uh, D. Rock, what do you say first about uh, the uh, Trevor under pressure this year? I mean, look, the, you know, when he's been good, his completion percentage has been outstanding. And I saw a stat the other day that he's getting rid of the ball quicker than almost any quarterback in the National Football League right now, which helps tremendously with the pressure if it doesn't have time to get there plus his elusiveness uh, has come into play he's only been sacked a couple of times in the last few weeks uh, against teams with decent pass rush certainly the Dallas Cowboys can get after the quarterback how concerned are you about this tonight
5: on for just a moment there because it allowed me to get our stat stuff up where uh, I could look up the uh, quarterback you know percentages against the blitz and his Completion percentage is seventh in the NFL, sixty-five point six percent against the blitz. Um, You know he's uh, thrown for nine touchdowns and three picks uh, against the blitz. Sacked only six times against the blitz. Um, So that's not uh, that's not too bad. I mean I think you take that pretty much every day of the week. If if you know you're completing sixty-five percent of your passes against the blitz, that's not too bad. So. Yeah, I I think he's, there were questions about his accuracy, but I think he's answered them at this point right now, Um, at least over this six-game stretch, um, you know, when when he was not great early in the year. And the one game that his completion percentage, I think, was under like 70 in this second half or second part of the season was that Lions game, and they had, what, five or six drops in that game. So um, I don't, I think he's answered that criticism about, his accuracy and completion percentage when he's pressured and yep.
2: Go ahead, last
5: week, last week, real quick. Um, you know, he started off a little shaky, but, um, in the last six drives, which is when he went nuts, uh, against the Cowboys, um, you know, he was against the blitz. He was six of six for 77 yards and a touchdown in those final six drives. When he started the game against the blitz, one of four with an intercept. So, um, yeah, he he's answered the question, I think,
0: for me. Yeah, by the way, though, the Jets do have a, a pretty good pass rush tied for seventh in the league with 39 sacks. And Quinton Williams' presence is a big question mark tonight. If he plays, that's a different off our defensive line in front seven overall. He has played like a pro bowler. He was named a pro bowler, deservedly so, had 11 sacks, missed last week, so... Uh, not going to hurt my feelings if he wants to take one more week to get ready to come back, but we'll keep an eye on that one as well. All right, Mike DeRocco is here with us. We're going to give D-Rock the next segment off, but we'll take a few more of your calls if you want to get in so D-Rock can get ready for the breakfast bowl. Coming up in less than 25 minutes in hour number two. We're halfway home on game day. Jags-Jets tonight right here on 1010XL 92.5 FM.
3: Everything you need to know about the Jags. Jaguars today
0: on 1010XL. All right, Mike DiRocco will rejoin us in about 15 minutes so live from an airport Marriott in Newark. Very palatial digs, I'm sure. <laughs> Marriott's are fine. It's, yeah, they're you know, It's fine. all good. Yeah. So if you're up there, start knocking on doors. See if you can find D-Rock. Let us know what room he's in. Mm-hmm. and We can send him some things. Some nice room service. All right, let's get a call or two in. Tony, folks have been waiting patiently to sound off. On game day here, Jags Jets tonight. Of course, Chris and Callahan is next up. Hello, Chris.
8: Hey, Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. What's up? Hey, get, and get to say good morning to E. I know how he likes good morning. So, good morning, E.
2: What's happening? Uh,
8: yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, kind of two different points. Um, you know, as we get into holiday season and, and, you know, being a Jag fan, I just want to kind of remind everyone what everyone's expectation was going to this season if we do lose the game tonight, right? Um expectation was to be 6-7 um, this year and, you know, to be irrelevant in December. And uh, the Jaguars have gifted us with that. So, just want to kind of keep that strong and remind the fan base to just know where we're at, you know, for the past 10 years and let's not take it for granted and continue to bring the same energy every week. Um, but also, uh, if we compare in, uh, Trevor Lawrence to Peyton Manning, another aspect we need to look at is Doug Peterson is our Tony Dungy. They both have similar backgrounds, um, both, you know, led teams have a, have a track record, but Peyton Manning's career didn't really take off until, you know, Dungy got there. So I think we're kind of fortunate and kind of wanted to kind of take comments off the air and kind of leave it at that and see what you guys thought about it as well.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not really worried about getting into a comparison with Peyton or any of the no. other, you know, I mean, they're, they're. Not going to win the amount of games that Peyton won in the second year. So what? But I'll say this about expectations. And granted, yes, they're at where we thought they'd be. Expectations rightfully change depending on what you see with your eyes. And I'm not going to sit here and go, well, you know, if they miss the playoffs by a game, you know, that's kind of where I had them. I'm satisfied. No. Now maybe, that they're here, and maybe they can six weeks it?
4: after the season, we can have that discussion, maybe, not while it's maybe happening. Maybe six yeah.
0: months after the season. I'm yeah. not going to feel like, oh, well, good college try. No, they're yeah. here now. Win the damn AFC South.
4: I did see uh, Prisco was doing a segment yesterday. I saw it on uh, Twitter where it had quarterbacks that going from year one to year two in their career that had the biggest bumps, like jumps in their quarterback rating mm-hmm. from year one to year two. And it was Terry Bradshaw. John Elway, Peyton Manning, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow.
0: Mm. Those were the top five. So the guys are pretty well-renowned yeah. at this point. It so. was a heck of a list to be that on, no And it's a pretty good doubt. list. Right? Yeah. I mean, look, that's what we expect him to be one yeah. day. One a, no doubt. A, a, like, honestly, if you get talked about if, as a generational talent, and that's the thing, the talent, it, there's no question he's got it. Right? Everything. You tell me what he can't do as a quarterback, that you'd want him to be able to do in the modern NFL. The question is, will he fulfill it? And I don't think he'll come up short because of lack of effort. All kinds of things happen, right? I mean, um, injuries to yourself or your teammates, poor chemistry, all you know, whatever. The coaching staff is a dumpster fire. Right, which obviously right now it isn't, but guess what? Continue to have success. Other teams come poaching your guys for no promotions and on and on and on. Right now, it's a fantastic position to be in. Yes, they're at least meeting, I think, most Jaguar fans' realistic expectations. Uh, and they are playing meaningful goals, which is a step up. But now that you're here, man, I'm not going to just be satisfied with this is good enough. I think they're the better team compared to each of the teams they have coming up. And I understand how the Texans have owned them. That doesn't change my opinion of them being the better, more talented team. Mm-hmm. I think they should win each of the next three games. Will they? Don't know. You know, that's uh, not in our hands, and the other teams have something to say about that as well. Uh, let's go around the National Football League right now with Tony Smith. Now,
3: gems around the NFL. Brought to you by Beaches
0: Jewelry and Pawn in Jack's
4: Beach. Gardner Minshew has been named the starter for Philadelphia against Dallas this week in place of Jalen Hurts, who is dealing with a shoulder sprain. Arizona has ruled out quarterback Colt McCoy for their game this week because of a concussion. Trace McSorley is expected to start in his place. Baltimore quarterback Lamar Jackson did not practice on Wednesday as he continues to work back from a knee injury that has kept him out the last two weeks. Cleveland running back Nick Chubb mispracticed for the second straight day on Wednesday with a foot injury. Denver has designated running back Chase Edmonds to return from the team's injured reserve list. Philadelphia late uh, Tennessee quarterback Ryan Tannehill did not practice Wednesday because of an ankle injury. The word out of Tennessee right now is that he may not play again this season. We'll see about that. Something to monitor, obviously, for week 18. Potentially for the Jags and Indianapolis' bench quarterback Matt Ryan for the second time this year. Nick Foles has been named as the team starter for this week against the L.A. Chargers.
0: All right, thank you very much, Tony. So, and again, I'm not trying to, you can can feel however you like about the Jags. If you're satisfied and thrilled, I'm not going to, look down at you for feeling that way. I want JAG fans to be happy. I would right? like
4: to see the team take advantage of the opportunity they have. Yes,
0: yeah. right. Because like, yeah. meaningful games in December could be, hey, you know what? We have to win out. The Titans need to lose out the next couple weeks, and then week 18 would matter. That could be meaningful too. So sure. they, they put themselves in a much stronger position than that, that they don't need help. They do not need help. You no. win your games, that's it. Go win a bad division. You're the fourth seed yeah. if you do that. Um, so let's take advantage of being in this position because next year, Tony, you're going to lose a few guys. And everyone goes, You can get under the salary cap. Yeah, you can, but the way to do that is to knock some veterans off your roster. Then you got to replace those guys, and yeah. who knows, next year, maybe you do have a wave of injuries that you didn't suffer this year or whatever, you just don't know what's going to happen. Uh, so you're in this position right now. Take advantage of it. And uh, let's go grab a division title, but uh, you got to start with the victory tonight against the New York yes, Jets. Yes, You do. All right, uh, coming up next, breakfast bowl time. D Rock will rejoin us, and we'll get our listener participant on board as well. We'll go drafting, and then we'll get back to your calls if you want to get in at six four one ten ten. The Chad and Sandy real estate question of the day: What are your three keys to victory for the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the New York Jets tonight? We'll do roundtable on that before we close out the show today as well. This is 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and beautiful people
2: all across the world, oh, let's get ready for the Breakfast Bowl Challenge! All
3: Jags, all NFL. Oh. Jaguars today on 1010XL.
0: All right, here we go, Breakfast Bowl Week 16. My
4: gosh. 16. Yep. Three Ah, more.
0: Got to wrap my head around that, Tony. Uh, Tell us what went down in the Breakfast Bowl last week, please. Uh,
4: It was an ugly week. Uh, But ET came out on top. Beautiful. A total of 69.6 points. Just edging out Durocco with 69.08. So less than a point separating those two guys. Then Dempsey in third with 48.2. I'm buying breakfast. With 44.46, and the listeners with a rough one, 24.28. The first four spots in the total points for the year separated by about 30 points total. Mm. So it's it's tight coming down the stretch. It is
0: on... Uh, and ET won the week, uh, despite the fact that he took Brian Robinson for the second time mm-hmm. this year. ET chumps, welcome to draft him again if you'd like uh, I'll this week. beat y'all week. again. Uh, let's no bring, like, all right, excellent. <laughs> Put him, I'll pencil him in for you. Uh, let's get D Rock on board. D Rock, are you uh, all prepared and ready to go? You had a solid week for yourself last week.
5: I'm ready. Let's do it.
0: All right. Let's welcome in our listener participant today we've got tim here in downtown jacksonville who's going to represent the listener team and the listener team is trying to play their way into the jaguars today head-to-head fantasy leagues next year which by the way they're currently less than 11 points out of first place right so right there despite a bad week we dropped the lowest and highest scores for the season they're still right there in contention tim good morning how are you sir Good morning, gentlemen. It's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate you having me on. Well, we appreciate you participating, and I know ET got you all squared away. You've got the grid of names, uh, which most importantly, you cannot draft today. Is that correct?
6: Oh, wait, those were the ones I can't draft? That is correct. (laughs) That is correct.
0: Funny guy, yes. Uh, You know what? At this point, I don't even care, Tim. (laughs) Because if you take one of them, you're getting a zero. Because the name of the game, it's one and done. We can take any player, but we can only use them each one time all year. So important, obviously, to play the right matchup and get a little bit lucky along the way. Once a player is legally selected this week, nobody else can have him. I say it that way because if somebody – Makes a duplicate entry, and it's not going to count for them. That player is still eligible to be drafted. Um, Draft order today, Tony, is Tim leading things off. You will be second. I'll have the third pick, D-Rock fourth, and E.T. in the fifth spot. We draft a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and a flex, not a super flex. It is point per reception scoring. Tim, you're on the clock, sir. Who would you like to start off with? You know, I'm real conflicted whether
6: I go with my heart or my head but I've always been raised that you go with your heart. I'm going to take Gardner Winshew. Ah, Winshew for the win. I'm going to take Gardner Minshew to shock the world. It's, I mean, it's the game of the year. Gardner Minshew for a uh, Mike Leach Memorial game,
0: it's hard to go. Again. Good point. It's going to be playing with a very full heart this weekend. All right? You know what? I'm playing Gardner Minshew in a super flex league because sure. I lost Jalen Hurts this week, <laughs> and uh, that's the way it goes. Tony, who would you like?
4: Jarek McKinnon, please.
0: The seven-letter word for you starts with a B, okay? <laughs> Can you figure out what that is? Oh, well, I got it. Yeah? All right, good, because the number one on my list this week as well. All right, well, uh, I pretty much know where I'm going to go at a lot of these spots, so I'm going to go ahead and grab J.K. Dobbins at running back this week and pass the baton to D-Rock. Who would you like, D-Rock? Yeah, I'm going to
5: take uh, Josh Jacobs.
0: Jacobs, all right. Finally off the injury report. Were you waiting for that? Josh Jacobs to get fully <laughs> healthy because he's been so bad uh when he's been questionable. He's been like the hottest running back in football. Excellent. All right, E.T. back-to-back picks for you.
2: I just want to double check I ain't take this dude, man.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna take running back. Travis ETN. All right, ETN. You've not used him. Hang on to the football, Travis. Yeah. And. And then I'm going to take running back, Najee Harris. Najee Harris. All right. I'm checking his list too. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I don't trust him at this point. I don't trust anybody. All right. Najee in the flex for you, D-Rock. Back to you with Josh Jacobs. Uh, Jared Goff, please. Goff. Coming in at quarterback this week. He was somewhere on my QB list this week. Uh, all right. So. I'm not going to go with that guy. Um, i got to check to see if the listeners have used it. All right, I'm good with my flex. So, uh, let me get Daniel Jones, please, versus Minnesota at quarterback. Uh, I, I think at this point I know who the rest of my team's going to be based on where I'm drafting. So, Tony, uh, you've got Jarek McKinnon. Who's next? Chris Godwin. Godwin at wide receiver. All right, Tim, back to you with Gardner Minshew. You get back-to-back picks here.
6: I am going to go with uh, Isaiah Pacheco okay. for my second selection. Yeah, and with the third overall pick, the
0: listeners select Amari Cooper. All right, Cooper's. Good. I heard like minus seventeen wind chill in Cleveland this weekend, but I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> Weather's not real. <laughs> weather weather does not matter whatsoever. But I do like like Tim is prepared. Like he's laying it down. Mm-hmm. The listeners with their third selection. Take, and bam, he's ready to go. So, I like a well-prepared drafter. Uh, Tony, you got McKinnon and Godwin. Who's next?
4: I will go... Miles Sanders.
0: On Miles Sanders this week. Are you okay? Uh, Miles Sanders off the board. Uh, Dobbins off the board. I am going to go with James Connor in the flex here. Sanders gone, Connor, James Connor is gone, Uh, D-Rock. Uh, I'm going to go with Devontae Smith, please. Okay, Devontae Smith catching many from Gardner Minshew, no doubt is the plan. Uh, E.T., you got E.T.N. and Najee, you get back-to-back again.
2: I'm going with Keenan Allen. Okay. And I'm going to take, do I want to take him or do
0: I want to take him? Uh, You know what, I'm going to take Taysom Hill. Okay, some Hill in the tight end spot. All right. Hill is off the board. Uh D-Rock, back to you.
5: Uh, yeah, let me go with um
0: David Montgomery in the flex. Okay. Montgomery
4: Come on back, Mr.
0: Alright. Um. I want to look at one more thing. I, you know, we, we <laughs> do this every week. We prepare. Everything, and then we second-guess ourselves when we get on the clock, right? And it's more I just want to see um, what the matchup is, where they're playing this game this weekend before I commit to making this selection as I stall. No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, All right, I'm going to go Gerald Everett at tight end. Monday Night Football. Tony, need a quarterback or a tight end? Tom Brady. Brady? Okay, uh... Tim, back to you. Get your tight end and your flex here.
6: All right. I am going to go with. I'm going to go with Dawson Knox as my tight end. Okay. My flex. I'm going to take a shot in the dark and hope DJ Chark can do something productive.
0: All right. DJ Chark, he's going with the former Jaguar squad right now with (laughs) Minshew and Chark uh, both in combo. All right, Tony, uh, tight end for you.
4: Dallas Goddard.
0: Goddard, first game back, loading up on the Eagles there. Uh, and I'm going to go with DK Metcalf. Going against the Chiefs. D-Rock need a tight end, please. Evan Ingram, please. Evan Ingram. Why wow, you, you're sure that Tyler Conklin's been taken or C.J. Ozama? I took him a couple of weeks ago. Oh, uh, well, C.J. Ozama's <laughs> still available. I, we know you love to pick against the Jags, so Interesting. Uh, Switching up the old strategy. E.T., need a quarterback, please. A quarterback, do I want to do this? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Don't mind him at all in Miami. All right, here's what we got. Tim goes with Gardner Minshew, Isaiah Pacheco, Mari Cooper, Dawson Knox, and DJ Chark. Tony Smith's got Tom Brady, Jarek McKinnon, Chris Godwin, Dallas Goddard, and Miles Sanders doubling up on a couple of uh, teams. I've got Daniel Jones, J.K. Dobbins, DK Metcalf, Gerald Everett, and James Conner. D Rock goes Jared Goff, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Smith, Evan Ingram, and David Montgomery. While E.T. rolls with Aaron Rodgers, Travis Etienne, Keenan Allen, Taysom Hill, and Najee Harris. There you go. Breakfast bowl picks are locked in. So uh Tim, what well, we got you here. What are your expectations tonight for the Jags?
6: You know, it's uh weather's not real, as I just said. Um I think Lawrence is going to ball. is going to move the rock around. Uh, it's going to be a great night. I expect Marvin Jones Jr. to have a very good night. I didn't pick him for the listener selection, uh, but I think Marvin Jones Jr. has a really big night.
0: Bro, I, I don't care who it is, but I, I hope you're exactly right. You know what? I'll take any uh, length of victory as long as Trevor stays healthy and lives to battle on through the remainder of this season. So uh, enjoy the game. Where are you going to watch the game tonight, Tim?
6: Uh, probably at the house. I might go and find a bar or something to watch it at, but more than likely just going to watch it at the house. That's where I was watching the Titans game. So kind of want to keep that good luck.
0: You do what you need to do to make sure that we continue that success and you can, uh, you know, join your Jaguar brethren on uh, social media and talk about the game if you want to, because a bunch of them will be watching just like you at the house. Tim enjoyed it, man. Thanks for being so prepared and thanks for playing along today.
6: Thank you very much. I appreciate the heck out of you guys. I love listening, and I really do appreciate you for all that you do.
0: All right, well, go Jags. thank you, Tim. Go Jags, indeed. Do ball. All right, Tim. Excellent job. I thought uh, at least. I don't know if his selections are any good, but he was ready to roll, no doubt, yeah. and uh, very decisive. So uh, here we go uh, into the final segment. D Rock's going to hang around, and we'll come back, and we'll go around with some keys to victory for the Jacksonville Jaguars against the New York. Jets tonight. And if you want to get in at this point, probably social media is the way to do it. We'll read some of your responses as well along the way. Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, and ET here in Jacksonville. D Rock is up in New Jersey. This is Jaguars today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM.
3: Everything you need to know about the Jags, Jaguars today on
0: 1010XL. Oh, the critical final minutes of Jaguars today. Game day edition tomorrow. Let's have Victory Friday, people. Oh, let's do it five times in seven weeks, three in a row. That's like legit hot (laughs) right there if you get to that point. Let's win this game and have a weekend of putting our feet up, Tony, and rooting for those horrible Houston Texans to Mm -hmm. beat the Tennessee Titans, which locks in the Jags playing a meaningful game in week 18. If that Combo happens. Jags win, Titans lose. Ryan Tannehill likely done at least for the regular season. They're saying Malik Willis, come on down and uh, let's see what you got right there. Uh, you know, Fred Taylor said he was more concerned about potentially playing Malik Willis in week 18 than Ryan Tannehill. Not me. Not at this stage.
4: Yeah. Uh, that offense was terrible against Kansas City, but they hung in there in that game against the Chiefs with Malik Willis at quarterback. Tennessee's a tough team, man. Like, I keep waiting on them to bounce back at some point here in this late run where they've been so miserable. Last week looks like it could have been the one, you know, with the way that they fought against that Chargers team on the road. Yeah. Uh, with everything that they didn't have going in their direction, I just – they're tough, man. And I i expect that the – I hope the Jags keep winning in week 18. I, I think you'll get – Tennessee's absolute best shot when they come here like I have no doubt about that with everything that'll be on the line in oh right
0: game. with whatever they have left uh yeah. the, but we'll worry about that yeah then I you don't know? think
4: it'll be the Nashville trip the second time around I I think it'll be a much much more competitive
0: game this well time. uh you know that game was competitive for a while I mean they were winning it seven nothing 14 to seven sure we'll worry about them when we worry about them. We'll give you our predictions on tonight's game coming up in a moment. Let's get Mike DiRocco back up here. D-Rock, you all connected, ready to go for some keys to victory, sir? Absolutely. All right, uh, E.T., why don't we fire up the old 10-10 take and deliver them in that fashion today? 10-10.
3: 10-10 take. Now, the 10-10 take with Mike Dempsey brought to you by Northern Tool. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. We're made for this.
0: All right, let's go around the table a few times and then we'll look at uh, some of the submissions that we got today on social media. Chad and Sandy Real Estate present the question of the day every day. Uh, Chad and Sandy Real Estate, multiple offers on your home in three days or they'll sell it for free. Find out more online at Sandy.com. spelled just like you'd expect. Uh, I'm going to start out with what is my biggest concern tonight and that's the offensive line. Will we notice that the right side of the offensive line is less than 100%, and that Walker Little is replacing Cam Robinson. Look, uh, there have been uh, some really good games in terms of pass protection in the last few weeks with so Trevor Lawrence not getting hit a whole lot. He has helped that out with uh, some Houdini escapes, to be sure. But I, I just don't want to see a noticeable fall off. I don't want to see us constantly wondering, uh, you know, as uh, – Brandon Sheriff and Juwan Taylor kind of limp around whether they're going to be able to gut it out for the whole game tonight. So my eyes are going to be on the offensive line just playing up to the level that they've been at for the last few weeks. Tony, what about you?
4: Turnovers are obviously always a key, but to make it a specific number, turn the Jets over twice. The Jets are one in five in games where they have turned the ball over at least twice this season. They haven't won a game in which they didn't force a turnover, which includes the one in four run that they are currently on heading into this game. So turn them over twice, don't turn it over, and I think the Jags win.
0: Okay, uh, D Rock, what say you?
5: Uh, just to add on to Tony's thing real quick, Jack's 5-2 and two in games in which they had a positive or even turnover uh, margin in games there, so that's uh, that's awesome. My, uh, my key first key, though, is to get the ground game going in any way possible, whether that means Trevor Lawrence on some read options, uh, a little bit of Jamal Agnew, I thought he really had a really good week running the ball last week, so get that run game going, shorten the game a little bit, deal with the weather, and, uh, you know, I think that'll be a big step for them to go ahead and win this game.
2: All right, E.T. Trevor, man, keep it consistent. You've been playing exceptional, phenomenal. Whatever adjective you want to use, you've been balling. Keep it consistent.
0: All right, uh, I'm going to say let's – let the Jets know how big of a mistake they made, right? Mm-hmm. Put the pressure on Zach Wilson. This guy, he threw for 300 in a couple of touchdowns last week, but he was about a 50% passer. He'll throw you a couple. Make sure, like you did with Dak Prescott, you take advantage of those opportunities and force him into trying to do something a little bit more. You heard the, the Jets coaching staff talking about, you know, you can make all the throws. Oh, that's wonderful. You uh, can also make all the bad throws as well. Let's put some pressure on Zach Wilson and put him In a circumstance, maybe just simply playing with a lead in the second half of a bad weather game and put him in position where uh, he might make some unforced errors, but certainly try to force a few and take advantage when he gives you those opportunities.
4: It's been a year of ending a bunch of long, unwieldy streaks for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and this is another opportunity tonight. The Jags have not won a road game in primetime. Since Fred Taylor went for 234 in 2000 against the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's mm. been that long since they've won a road game on Thursday, Sunday, or Monday night football. Street needs to end tonight. By the way, that's only six games, but still since 22. Yeah, 000, 22
0: a year streak is depressing. 22 years frankly. it's been
4: since they've done it. They had lost 20 straight against the NFC coming into this weekend's game against Dallas. It's been that kind of season. Let's see if it keeps rolling tonight.
0: All right, D Rock, what do you say? Uh, Make sure the head coach
5: comes back on the team charter after the game. Nah. Uh, I think uh, would be really key. No, uh, uh, lock down Garrett Wilson. Don't let him run free in that secondary. And I don't know if that's Tyson Campbell on him all the time or whatever they're going to do, but limit the damage there because if he's limited, I don't think that there's playmakers on the rest of the field that are good enough to beat the Jacks.
2: All right, E.T. Don't let – Zach Wilson run for 50-yard touchdown. Tackle that man (laughs) on the sideline.
0: That would help. That would help. Yeah, let's not have a repeat of that. Uh, I'm just going to say have a healthy dose of respect for Sauce Gardner because this is a guy that, like, the pass-happy Detroit Lions didn't even try once last week. I'm not saying you can't throw at him. Just be aware he's the kind of guy that they feed off of when he makes big plays. He's considering – Teams have stopped throwing at him. He's broken up a good number of passes. He's already getting regard and mention as one of the top cornerbacks in football. So I'm not saying be afraid of him, but have a healthy dose of respect for his ability.
4: I think given the run that the Jets are currently on, one and four in their last five, that they're going to come out swinging tonight, knowing their playoff life is likely on the line if they lose this football game tonight. So I would expect a really good shot, their best shot early on in this game from the Jets. Can you withstand that, play it even, maybe even with a lead potentially coming out of the first quarter, first half of this game, but can you withstand whatever that's going to look like for the Jets who have to be close to desperation mode at this point in their season with the way that it's gone for the last month. I'm curious to see how this team deals with that coming in on a short week.
5: D-Rock. Calm down in the middle of the field defensively. Uh, by that, I mean Chad Muma, Devin Lloyd, whenever's there, they're there, they need to, be, uh, need to have the old eye discipline, as coaches say, and not get kind of caught up in, in motion and all that other stuff that's really kind of confused them a little bit. Uh, because if they do, then that whole middle of the field is going to be wide open again, and the tight end is going to feast, and I think they've just got to be uh, more sound. And, and Devin Lloyd's played a little better since, you know, he was benched and then came in, so let's see if that carries
0: over. All right, uh, E.T., last one here.
2: Dougie P., man, let's continue to out-coach these boys, man. On all these dubs that we got, you have out-coached these boys, so let's continue that.
0: All right, let's see. And also, I'm just going to say, you know, get points when the opportunity is there. I'm not saying you have to settle for field goals every time, but when you do settle for field goals or attempt field goals, make them. I, this is just a game I, I feel like is going to be uglier than I'd like it to be. I think in in clean conditions, uh, I think the Jags are easily the better team, but I think the weather can be a, an evening factor for the underdog. And, I, and that, In this case, in my mind, the Jets are the underdog uh, simply because of the Gulf between the two quarterbacks. Let's get um, Marshall in in Springfield as we welcome one more here before we run out of time on Jaguars today. Marshall, good morning. How are you?
6: Hey, I appreciate it, gentlemen. I hope you have a Merry Christmas. And Duval.
2: Duval.
6: <laughs> right back at you. And for ET, come on, somebody. Come
2: on, somebody.
6: Let's talk, let's talk about these Jags. We got a world of either benefit or banquet. I I don't see anything else. Honestly, the last three games, the Jets, without Brees Hall, without, you know, their true running game. Yeah, their defense is great. Our defense showed up when they needed to. That's all that matters. And... Don't get me started about uh, Agnew because I called that, like, uh, I think the third game in. So, no, I think the Jaguars have a great chance. Uh, but their biggest thing is they just need to keep doing what they're doing. Okay. Keep the offense. Keep the defense.
0: Just do what you're what doing. What about the special teams? It doesn't Should matter we keep if we come back. Do we need to keep the special teams as well?
6: Uh, well, I mean, there's not really been much of that. I'm just, asking, I'm just asking. I'm just asking.
0: Keep the offense, keep the defense seems like pretty broad. That <laughs> that was, you know. So, no. Okay, uh, so what I'm saying is
6: uh, with Trevor Lawrence running the offense the way he is, it's efficient. With the defense coming up with the stops that they need to come up with, even though there's a lot of gaps in it, there is – a reasonable expectation that they should be able to win out the next three games
0: and have a playoff run like nineteen ninety six. Let's hope so, Marshall. We're running short on time. I hope you're right. Uh, you know, that that's what we're all gonna find out. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, if Trevor Lawrence keeps playing at the level he's playing, they got a chance to win every game, no matter what the defense is doing, Tony. But defense needs to be better. I mean, if you can't count on turning the team over as much as they have been lately. It's great when you get it. It's great when you get the key stops. But, you know, a lot of play in just in the last couple of weeks could have turned those games the other way, didn't. Um, I'd like a few more stops and not have to get that clutch three and out right at the end after you've given up 34 points. But mm-hmm. I don't know if this defense is really at that level where we can ex- expect much more. E.T., before we go any further... Uh, still got time to get in on your call in line today for come on somebody tonight.
2: Yes, sir. I'm going to get in the lab as soon as we get off air. So if you're trying to get on, hit my line 207-7071. And all I ask. Say
0: it with your chest. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Right. Uh, give him a, a big doobble. And uh, just tell ET how excited you are for where the Jags stand right now and your thoughts uh, with the matchup tonight with the New York Jets. Uh, D Rock, what's your prediction for tonight's game?
5: Yeah, I think it's going to be a 24-17 game. I think the Jags um, are able to get enough done offensively, and I think they turn over Zach Wilson several times tonight and come out of here with a win that's probably, uh, you know, I think it'll be a late score by the Jets to make it look closer than it
0: is. All right, I like that. Uh, You know, keep them at arm's length. I don't care what the final margin is, (laughs) Tony. I, I picked last night. 23 uh, 20. I'll stay with that. I don't think it's super high scoring. In fact, I was on SiriusXM. They're like, wow, that's higher scoring than I thought you would say. But um, again, in, in better conditions, I'd have more confidence the Jags were going to put up more points. I'll take any margin of victory. I mm-hmm. do think this is going to be close. I don't think this is going to be one that is just a laugher. Uh, I think we're going to be nervous uh, well into the fourth quarter. I hope I'm wrong. I hope it is a laugher in favor of the Jags. But I got 23-20 Jacksonville. What do you got? Jaguars 17, Jets 16. -16. 17-16. That is the definition of a close one. E.T.? I'm feeling 24-10-ish. 24-10. All right. Uh, I like the 10. I I assume I I don't even need to ask you who you got winning the game. Duval County stand up. You've already always got Duval County, uh, Duval Pride worldwide. All right, D Rock, uh, we're gonna cut you loose here in a second. Anything uh, up on ESPN.com that Jaguar fans need to check out from you before the game kicks off tonight?
5: Uh, yeah, we just modified uh, the big. Uh... Trevor Lawrence story I did several weeks ago, put a new topper on it. The ESPN wanted to roll it back out again today in advance of the game tonight. So uh, that's on there right now. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens tonight, and I'll have some stuff on there early in the morning.
0: All right, D uh safe travels back. Bring us home a W, all right? I'll do what I can, and I hope you guys have
5: a happy and safe
0: Christmas. As everyone out there uh, in Listening,
5: please uh, enjoy the
0: holiday. Likewise. I hope uh, Evan Ingram's the only good player you have in the breakfast bowl this week. So (laughs) there you go. And we'll look forward to seeing you in studio next week, buddy. Have uh, have a safe trip back. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Uh, And everybody out there who may be listening on the app, uh, D-Rock's at the Newark Airport Marriott. Start knocking on doors. And find him, man, and then, and, then and, and, you know, just uh, treat him to something. I don't know what. Throw just, cranberry sauce at him. Or are we doing no, that again? No, that's, that was an old school one. That was That's a Thanksgiving special, Tony. Okay. Uh, we, we only went to that well one time years and years ago. All right, let's say hello to XL Primetime.
3: Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring... Visit TireOutlet.com/careers.
0: Equal opportunity employer. All right, Joe C is at the Ale House right now with XL Primetime. What's up, Joe?
9: Yeah, man, Beach and Hodges. It's a popular spot. There's already, uh, you know, a lot of people that are in, getting ready to knock off for the uh, second half of the day. You know, there's a lot of vacation taken either this day or or the week between Christmas and New Year's. But this is a this is a holiday like day as you guys have gone through it. You know, people should be fired up for a chance to win under the lights, to go up to New York, and also exercise a demon, losing to the, to the Jets last year. And remember what Zach Wilson did, uh, had close to a C-note in rushing, including that big run. So I'm, I'm pumped. I'm looking forward to it. And- We'd love to see some Jaguar fans drop by and, and kind of get, get celebratory uh, in the afternoon as they get ready for the kickoff tonight.
0: Yeah, look, uh, if you did it right and you took a day, tomorrow's the day to take. Work until yeah, 5 o'clock. Right you got plenty of time to, to get imbibed, and then, you know, you can sleep it off in the morning and hopefully sleep off that victory. So what do you guys be talking about today?
9: Uh, definitely going to dig in. Mia is uh, uh, hooked up up in New Jersey, so she'll be uh, at the game later, just like you guys had D-Rock, so we'll be talking to her up there. But, we're you know, we're just going to go n- as deep as we can into this game, how important it is. The line move right now, it's a two-point line, whereas it was a pick 'em early, so the Jaguars are the underdog in this game. So, anyway, we're going to dig in it, uh, attack it from every different angle, uh, and then just talk about what can happen because right now Jacksonville – is a betting favorite to win this division, and that hasn't been said in a long, long time. And a fairly
0: significant betting favorite yeah. to win this division. Look, I, I know there are all kinds of scenarios where they can lose tonight, still win the ASC South. Let's not test those scenarios, please. Yeah. Let's just take yeah. care <laughs> of business, and then you can really just root like crazy for the Titans to lose, and then week 17 can't knock you out yeah. no matter what happens. So that would be That's great. True. All right, That's Joe, true. have a great show today. All right, man, thanks. All right at the l House at beach and Hodges xL prime time coming up, so swing by, say hello to the crew. I go test out that couch in the back office and see how <laughs> comfortable that thing is man i I mean look, our drive home, our drive back, yeah, like to get to the stadium an hour and a half before the pregame show mm-hmm. so that would do I drive home for ninety minutes of of putting the feet up? nah, I'll just hang out here uh with the fellas at uh, 1010XL. Again, call E.T. right now, 207-7071. Say it with your chest. you got a great opportunity to get in tonight on Come On Somebody, and uh, you'll hear yourself potentially featured in the Publix Tailgate Show tonight. Tony, I'll see you over there this afternoon. Yes, you will. E.T., what are you doing tonight for the game? Uh, I'm.
2: By, you know, I might just be big chilling at the crib. We're going to see. Or big I'm, chilling. Or I might get in the streets. You never
0: know. You're always big something. How's the ankle feeling? Uh, you still trying to race? I don't know. How's the ankle <laughs> feeling? Monday. Uh, um, uh, then, I day. don't know, man. I'm not, I don't <laughs> know if I'm available. I don't know if I'm available. Let me kick you in the leg and and we'll talk about it. All right. Uh, for ET, for Tony Smith, for Mike DeRocco uh, we thank Tim. Uh, checking in as a listener participant today for the breakfast bowl. All of our callers and all the folks uh, giving us – uh, we Once again, didn't run through all the keys to victory on social media, but we see you out there, and we appreciate you participating along here with Jaguars today. Stick around. XL Primetime coming up next. We'll have the Publix Tailgate Show coming up for you at 5 o'clock later on today on the Jaguars Radio Network, getting ready for that approximate 820 kickoff tonight. Let's go Jags, and let's have Victory Friday right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM.
3: You're it's time jack